Number one means you're always on top. You, 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 you're on the number one. From the Property Investor Studios, welcome to the Naked Property Investor with your host, Kizzy Nakwacha. Kizzy is the publisher of the Property Investor magazine, Money and Finance, and Business Game Changer. Kizzy is also the editor of the successful property investment book series and the founder of the Property Wall of Fame. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the vital tools you need to take your property business to the next level. Now, meet your host, your mentor, and the godfather of all things property, Kizzy Nakwacha. Coming up on this week's Naked Property Investor. Generally, you look at the reports and people in my industry, my peers, all across the UK, we are seeing a heavy demand for property at the moment. And also... The pandemic has only done one thing and it's actually helped to fuel the situation where every auction house in the country at the moment is going online. Number one means you're always on top. You're on the number one. I'm Evan Maindonald, CEO of Melt Property. I'm Andrew Ward. I'm the founder of Solomon New Homes. I'm Kavitha Vipulanda, and I'm the director and founder of Valora. I'm Lloyd Edge from Oz Property Professionals. I'm Sim Sekon, MD of Legal for Landlords, and you're listening to The Naked Property Investor. Hello and welcome to The Naked Property Investor. This week I have the privilege of spending time with Scott Gray, founder of the online auction platform 24-7 Property Auctions. Now Scott's built up his expertise of the property and land market over a varied career spanning almost 20 years. In just a few minutes I'll be talking to Scott to discuss the future of the property market post-pandemic and the rising popularity of the online auction facility. Don't go away. Hello, my name is Simone DeGale. I'm the CEO of my company, Simone DeGale Architects, and you're listening to The Naked Property Investor. Thanks for dropping in. This week, I'm in the studio with Scott Gray, CEO of 24-7 Property Auctions. But before we introduce Scott, I've just got time to say that Kizzy's luxury property magazine is producing its annual showcase of the top 10 outstanding property specialists 2020. Now, the showcase covers all disciplines from commercial and residential developers to design, finance and property marketing. To be eligible for the award, the specialist must work in one of the following regions, the UK, Europe, Australia or the US. For information about how to nominate yourself, a colleague or a client for inclusion in the top 10 outstanding property specialists, email editor at klpmag.com. That address one more time is editor at klpmag.com. That's it. Job done. Bill's been paid. Scott, it's amazing to have you join me. Yes, good afternoon and thanks for having me. Absolute privilege. The pleasure is all mine, honestly. Um, I'm just wondering, Scott, just out of curiosity, how do you become a property auctioneer? <laughs> Very good question. Um, naturally, some auctioneers will always have a vision um, throughout school that I'd love to sell livestock, sell chickens, you know, chattels or furniture. Um, I never really had that. I wanted to be a footballer. But I, I went into the property business, um, estate agency, uh, and above um, my office in, in little old Exmouth in East Devon was the auction office. And I got to get a feel for what they did and what they didn't do, um, the differences between estate agency and auctioneering. And I got a real flavor that it was an exciting, buzzy, 
brilliant opportunity to see different properties in different parts of the country, not just your hometown where you work. So I one day um, knocked on the door. Um, luckily, there was a position going and uh, through the interview process, I got the job. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. So it's more luck than really by judgment, I guess. And that was what, almost 20 years ago? Yeah, it would have been 2000 and, uh, 2002 to 2003, I think, from memory. Yeah. I'm just thinking over the past 20 years, scratch that, probably over the past year or so, the property markets experienced massive changes in the wake of COVID-19. Based on your experience of working in the property sector, it's got our property prices falling as a result of the corona crisis? I would suggest not actually at the moment. There is a purple patch amongst estate agents Within the West Country, where I work at the moment, um, they are absolutely run off their feet. They have never been busier. The The supply isn't there, so the demand is great. You've got five people chasing each house. Now, that might be because we live in a very pretty part of the world, and a lot of the coastal towns are naturally going to be busier from people migrating from other parts of the country. But generally, you look at the reports and people in my industry, my peers, all across the UK we are seeing a heavy demand for property at the moment, um, helped and fueled by the stamp duty tax relaxation. Um, and just generally, people are sort of saying now, if I'm going to have lockdown too, I want a garden and I want to be by the sea, etc. So at the moment, no, no effect on prices. In fact, I would suggest that at the moment, people are achieving very good prices for their property and they're selling like hotcakes. Well, it's interesting that you're based in the West Country because I was wondering a few days ago whether this COVID-19 has led to renewed interest in rural properties. I, I guess people who've got second homes in the country are you know, desperate to get out of the city and find more space and greater freedom. So do you think that this pandemic... Um, will lead to an increase in demand for rural boat holes. Yes, absolutely, Kizzy. I, I, I would agree with that. I think there's going to be a, a massive continued influx going forward um, from people in the cities, you know, the, the bigger cities in particular, London, Birmingham, Manchester, you know, come down to even Bristol, actually. People are starting to even more move further southwest, if you can really get much further southwest than Bristol. But, um, yeah, there is going to be a big demand uh, and continued um, trail of people coming down the uh, the M4, M5 down to this part of the world for sure. And in terms of the industry in general, what do you think have been the main changes and that uh, uh, we're going, we're likely to be experiencing post the pandemic? Um, well, speaking, uh, I suppose from the the auction perspective, um, over the years, I've certainly noticed. Um, that the, although the auction rooms may be busy, majority of buyers, particularly in my part of the world, were actually um, on the telephone or on the internet. And it was more and more common themes um, throughout that, you know, this possibly is the way it's going. And, and I could see that year on year. Probably two years ago was the catalyst for me, which I thought, I can see this going this way, actually. Um, the pandemic has only done one thing, and it's actually helped to fuel the situation where every auction house in the country at the moment is going online. So they might have stolen my, what I thought was going to be a, a bespoke service. Now everyone's doing it for the minute, but um, um, hopefully the ballroom auctions will return and uh, they'll go back to, to doing what they what they do. Um, but I think the property industry has changed and I think people are looking now at alternative types of properties that will suit their needs in case of something happening like this again. Because I don't want to be in a 
necessarily in a block of flats. Um, if I have to sort of uh, quarantine myself for two weeks, I'd rather have a bit of outside space if I can. Um, naturally, that can't be for everyone, um, unfortunately, but um, that is a definite trend we're seeing. I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and he was saying something similar. Um, he was saying that because we, we're now seeing the rise of the home office, property developers are going to respond by incorporating dedicated working from home spaces in new homes. Do you think that's likely? It's something actually, Kizzy, that's been around a long time. A lot of planning consents that a lot of local authorities would um, would uh, grant would be called a live-work setup. So it's something they tried to introduce probably massively 10, 15 years ago, I guess, um, where they were trying to encourage the live-work setup. Um, it wasn't very popular um, amongst developers because, of course, they couldn't maximise the value of the land. But I think now there is an ability to create a live-work setup where there are hubs within complexes, within developments that would facilitate the need for people to work closer to home. Uh, and that is something I'm sure that both developers and councils, um, government sectors will be pushing for. And do you foresee a future when things will go back to the way they used to be, where um, perhaps with the live, live home work setup will be discarded and we'll go back to, to, to traditional ways of building properties and traditional rise and falls of demand that we're used to? Will we ever go back to that? Yeah, I think we will. I, I think you, you, can't, you can't run a, a country on just one model style of build um, I think there will be all also different densities of of units and, uh, and business hubs within those which will be different in different parts of the country in different parishes but generally speaking I think there will be all uh, more of a blend of these types of properties in amongst the larger real estate developments that the PLC developers are building at the moment I think uh, we're just going to be learning to work a bit differently more cleverly um, and there, there will always be a white collar city worker uh, there'll always be a need for that um, but it'll just be slightly different and probably not as many of them so looking at your sector um, the property auctions online um, I'm wondering whether this pandemic will lead would lead to people assuming that property viewing, property auctions are initially conducted online under any circumstance. And it's only after the initial um, viewing has been done online or all information has been gathered, will the, um, the buyer or the seller actually meet physically face to face just to, to dot the I's and cross the T's. Yeah, it's actually um, more remote than that, to be honest with you, Kizzy. Um, in, a, in a ballroom auction and both now in the online facility, um, yeah, the buyer and seller might possibly never meet because the majority of auction properties will be vacant possession. So therefore, the owners have, have already gone and we've already got the keys in the safe ready for the new owner to, to take them on. So, um, But you, you are right, um, in an auction room, um, feverishly busy, lots of people, lots of um, exchanging of pens and writing down your, your signature on the memorandum of sale and et cetera, um, where you can now sort of electronically sign things. Um, it has made it so much easier that you can bid from your phone or bid from your home. It's really changed the, the marketplace completely for auctions. Tell us a bit more about your business, 24-7 Property Auctions. I love the name and the idea behind it. But in your own words, how does 24-7 Property Auctions differ from other online auction businesses? Well, 24-7 Property Auctions, um, yeah, was born out of my sort of um, sight or foresight that the market for auctions was changing with buyers 
being more remote. Um, what I offer as a service is very much the same as, as I've done for the last 20 years by selling in a ballroom public auction. I always inspect every property I sell. Um, and that's something that uh, is the mantra which I will continue to, to push out to the general public. A lot of online auction companies are just sat in an ivory tower and they punch numbers in and say, we'll get you X, Y, and Z for the property. Um, they'll never meet the client. They'll never see the property. Um, and it's just a numbers game. Um, that's not necessarily the best way at all for, for the seller and the, and buyers out there, really, because you've, once you've inspected a property in the coalface of the, the property, you know exactly what you're seeing, what's left, what's right, what's behind, perhaps in Cornwall with mining what's underneath, you know, um, these are the things which will differ. And that enables me to give the absolute best advice to a client seller as to a, you might not even be worth going to auction because I won't make you as much money as you selling it through the local agent. Um, uh, and, and B, you know, I can tell you to do this, that or the other, and it will enhance your chances of selling. Um, and that's the difference you'll get from from myself. We, I always call it the, I say we, me, I always call it the handbrake test. You pull up outside a property and you'll know whether it's an auction property or not before you even <laughs> turn the car off. You know, it's one of those. Um, and if I have to walk away from a client, by giving them the best advice, and that's not to use me, then that's what I'll do. So integrity, honesty, um, speed and efficiency, that's what 24-7 can do. Uh, and I believe that as the model and the business grows, um, we can expand this across the UK and give a Rolls-Royce service um, literally anywhere. Yeah, that was leading on to my next question, because I was wondering whether you had plans. I know it's early days yet, but in the future, do, do you plan to roll the service out to cover all of the UK and perhaps maybe look abroad? Yeah, absolutely, Kizzy. I, I believe that the model I have and, and, and the name that I chose gives it the ability to be nationwide and give national coverage, um, holding hands with local agents all over the land. Um, and I really strongly believe that that's something I'd like to push for over the coming years. Naturally, you've got to be good in your, your sort of local patch first to be established before you can sort of run before you walk sort of thing. But I do believe that that is an op opportunity. I am getting leads all across the UK. And um, if I have to drive to, to the, the farther, farther reaches of the UK to look at something, I will do, you know. But um, in terms of your foreign question, I, I actually do believe I am getting interest from parties in France, um, mainland Europe that have asked about the model. Could we replicate something over there? Um, the bigger ticket items would be Australia and, and America. Um, Australia, of course, having a very similar property um, system to us. Um, and that, again, wouldn't be something too difficult to roll out. Um, my wife probably wouldn't let me probably go that far just yet, but um, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you specifically focused on a residential market or are you looking at industrial um, and retail or are you, are you just residential? Um, yeah, so, no, I, I can all disciplines of property, all, all spheres of property um, disposal I can deal with. Um, I've dealt with all types of um, disposals over the last better part of 20 years of doing this. So um, absolutely well-versed to be able to deal with industrial, commercial, residential, retail, um, and land. Um, naturally, with any auction house, predominantly, unless you're speci specializing in commercial, residential is is your sort of the eight out of 10 property types. But um, generally speaking, 
all, all types can come through my doors and I will do the best I can to make the most money. I know that there's a saying that um, when life gives you lemons, you know, you, you learn to make lemonade. When everybody's w- wondering whether the sky's about to fall on our heads, you've gone ahead and launched a business specifically aimed at, I guess, solving a problem caused by this um, pandemic. Yeah, I, I suppose, um, you know, quitting my job and starting out as, uh, as a, a founder of this auction company, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, people were probably looking at me thinking, what are you doing? Um, maybe it's a bit of luck, though, in the sense that now it's made people realise that we have to embrace technology and make it work to our advantage to give everyone an easier life. And if it's safe and secure, um, then I don't see why this can't actually be the way forward for, for selling property um, full stop, actually. It makes life so much easier for buyers and sellers alike and solicitors as well. More flexibility, more convenient um, so I do believe that, um, you know, now post pandemic, we are going into a different world, you know, uncharted waters. But I think I'm at the forefront now to keep this business model going and growing it and getting the UK public behind it and, and to start using me. Well, clearly you have a huge advantage over other um, entrepreneurs or new business owners in that you are, you are relatively, you are a celebrity, or, you know, you're very well known. Um, so anybody who sees your name and your face associated with a business will immediately assume that this is a company that they want to do business with. That's got to be a huge advantage for you. Yeah, I'd like to think so. You know, many, many, uh, an auction, um, that the, the film crews would be there filming the, 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 am I allowed to say, the Homes Under the Hammer TV series. So I've done many an episode with those. And naturally, you do get the odd look. And um, it's not for what I'm wearing sometimes, um, but it might just be that, do they recognize me? Probably, maybe, I don't know. But uh, I, it certainly does help in the business uh, industry. Uh, and knowing every, uh, I say everyone, a lot of agencies in the West Country particularly, but actually right across the UK, um, people have come to me because they've seen who I am or what I've done before previously. Um, so it actually really should should bode me well, I think, launching this business going forwards, that, that it's a face you can trust. It's a face, you know, and, um, you know, I've been doing it a reasonable amount of time. So I, I sort of know what I'm doing now. You certainly do. And I'm sure that uh, anybody who comes across your business will immediately assume this is a company we want to do business with. So wish you the best of luck with it. Um, The question that we've had posed a number of times on this show is, should I wait for with the purchase or the sale of my property should i hold fire until things settle down or should i just go for it what, what, what do you say to to that question yeah crystal ball a little bit territory um, um what what i would say is that I, I i feel that there's always insulated areas in the uk in the marketplace which will not suffer greatly from sort of depreciation in value um for obvious reasons because everyone still wants to live there you know, coastal resorts and Ives or, you know, Kensington or wherever it might be. They're always hot spots. But I think, unfortunately, what this pandemic is doing is the country is now going to be struggling. Um, I think coming out of next year when furloughs ended and the stamp duty tax maybe relaxes as it's proposed, um, we are going to get into territory where high high redundancies um, Will that affect the market? Yeah, I think it will. Um, so I would suggest strike whilst the iron's hot. We're in a purple patch now. Um, if you're looking to sell, I would suggest do it now. Don't hold me to that, of course. Things can change. But that's the feeling amongst business peers is that next year 
might be more tricky for the housing market and, of course, you know, the economy in general. Very wise words, very wise words indeed. Um, we've got just about enough time to go to our 30-second masterclass. Now, don't panic. What this means is that you're going to have about 30 seconds or thereabouts to tell our listeners the key takeaways from our conversation today. Are you game? Absolutely. Okay, uh, 30-second masterclass. If you can just sum up for our listeners the key takeaways takeaway points from today's conversation in your own time. So buying at auction is a very easy and safe method of uh, purchasing property. Um, the online auction facility gives you that capability to do it even more conveniently and quickly. So don't be scared. Don't be frightened. Everything is safe and secure. Your money will be sound on any purchase if you use a reputable company such as 24-7 Property Auctions. Always inspect the legal pack. Get your solicitor to give an MOT of that legal pack. Then when you're bidding, you're bidding with confidence and that you know that you're about to buy a property that, again, has been checked. It's safe. It's secure. And you won't be losing money down the drain. So always look at the property. Look at the legals. Buy safely and try online. It really is the way forwards. Excellent. Summed up like a true pro. Scott, I get the feeling that this conversation could go on for a good few hours. But unfortunately, we've run down the clock. But I do have enough time to say it's been a fantastic experience sharing this time with you and thank you so much for sharing your insight and your wisdom on the naked property investor thank you very much number one means you're always on top you're, 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 you're on the number one